This week on Martha Runs the World, I'm going to give you my race report from the Crystal Springs Trail Half Marathon, and I'm going to let you know what's going on with my running and a lot of my thoughts about running for a lifetime. So you don't want to miss it. So let's get this started. Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast about running, fitness, and all things health-related. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I'll present you a new episode that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to episode 30. Today I'm going to give you a race report from the Crystal Springs Trail Half Marathon, and it was put on by Coastal Trail Runs, and then we're going to go over my, or I'm going to, I should say, go over the latest on what's going on with my running. And I'm going to tell you some thoughts about all my running over the years and how running changes and just some personal stuff. All right. But first, our disclaimer, you are listening to a running and fitness podcast. I'm a certified personal trainer and lifelong back of the pack runner. All opinions expressed are just that, opinions. Feel free to disagree. You know, I say that because I don't want people to think, oh, well, that's not true. That's not, that's not fact. Well, these are opinions and I'm not a scientist and I don't sit here with fact taken from this source and this source. These are opinions from a runner and I try to bring on people who are experts in the field. I'm not an expert. (laughs) I'm an expert at being in the back of the pack. Okay, that I am. And I'm an expert at at what I like at aid stations, okay? (laughs) Oh, and let's see, what else am I an expert at? I'm an expert at food, okay? (laughs) Not cooking it, eating it. All right, but enough of that. So I just like to put that in there just to let you know that this is not a science podcast. This is a running podcast filled with great opinions that I hope you enjoy. Because I really like doing it. It is a lot of fun. I was signed up to do this, the Crystal Springs 22-miler as a forerunner to the 50-miler that I was going to do next month, but that's not happening. So I dropped down to a half, and I said, okay, well, I can do a half regardless. And I did it. It was a beautiful day. It was out in Hutter Park, which is a state park, just uh, sitting like right on top in in the mountains, the Santa Cruz Mountains, just above Redwood City in the peninsula, just south of San Francisco. And it's a beautiful area. If you live in the Bay Area and have not been down there, you need to go down there because it's filled with redwood trees and great trails. And it's a beautiful place to have a picnic or to just go hiking. It's just so gorgeous. There's fern-covered, dense forest with redwood trees. There's fields to play football or frisbee or whatever. And places to have great picnics. And it's just a lovely spot to be. I love Hutter Park. As a matter of fact, when I was a kid, we used to have our uh, Girl Scout day camp there in the summer. So I know the place. The place has a lot of memories for me. I I love it. It's it's awesome there. So I said, okay, I don't want to miss this one. So even if it hurts the whole time, I'm going to do this race. Because what can it, I mean, what more damage can it do, right? (laughs) It's, It's only a half. So I did the race and I, oh, oh, and I saw some great people, some friends I hadn't seen for a long time. I got to see my friend Michael and Lupe and I got to meet some people 
that I had, like I said, that I hadn't seen for, for a long time or I hadn't met in person. That was really fun. Like I finally got to meet Tony in person. Hi, Tony. So that was really fun. That was a good day. Weather was beautiful. It was in the 70s. I think the day before it was like in the 80s. So we lucked out with really nice weather. It started out going a little bit downhill. And then the first half of the course is mostly uphill. And then the second course, half of the course is downhill, obviously, because it's an out and back. It didn't repeat the whole area. There were some parts that wasn't repeat. And that was nice. But it's a lovely course. Of course, my quad was in pain most of the way so that that didn't feel good and then I would say about mile nine my hip started my right hip started hurting so that was not fun so (laughs) so it hurt most of the way through but I soldiered on and got through and I wasn't the last person to finish I actually placed third in my age group because that's the benefits of being OLD so keep running in your old age and you'll place I, I was in DFL, and I actually got a medal for third place, <laughs> which, which I was amazed at. I'm really happy that I did it, even though it, it hurt and it wasn't that much fun. I've had a lot more fun races. I'm still very proud of myself that I did it and didn't cancel because I could have just said, oh, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm hurt. But I did it anyway. I I couldn't have done any longer, like the 22-miler. Forget it. I could not have done that. But what I love about coastal trail runs is that they're so well organized. Wendell does a great job. Course markings, you hardly ever question where you're going. I mean, I've run a lot of trail races where after 100 yards, I I haven't seen a ribbon. And I'm really wondering if I've gone the right way. And you just wonder, you say, oh, Lord, am I going the right way? Am I going the right way? And finally, you see one and you know you're going the right way. I've never taken the wrong turn yet. Let's just put it that way. I've never done that yet. What I also like about Wendell is that he puts out the blue uh, ribbons. If you're like at a crossroads and there's like two or more trails, he'll put the blue ribbons in the trails that you're not supposed to take so you know which ones not to take. And not everybody does that. And I like the fact that he does that. So he does a really good job with course markings. And the aid stations at, at Coastal Trail Runs are superb. They always have so much nice things, and you never really run out of stuff. Of course, with a, with a half, you don't really need it that much. But for longer races, it's really, really important to have. So I, I appreciate that. And, of course, every trail race and everywhere the volunteer that I've ever done, the volunteers are excellent, and I love them all. And I always thank you so much for doing what you do. Because you guys just rock rock our worlds, and we need you so very much. That was cool. But it was a beautiful day. It started to get warm, and I did push through. It was really nice. And even if you're not used to trail running, go out and do a five-miler. You know, five-milers aren't that big of a deal. You can wear your road shoes. You don't have to wear trail shoes. Just go out and, and do a five-miler and see what it's all about because it's a w- way different experience than a road. You're not going to have 5,000 people around you crowding you in. I, I that, that makes me just – I can't stand that. That makes me anxious and nervous, and and I, I just want to scream when I'm crowded in like that. I can't stand it. Being out there just doing my thing on the trail and not seeing anybody else, I love that, the peaceful quiet of a forest – or being in a meadow, it's just, and knowing that you're in a, in a race, but there's no stress of it, you're just out there. It's such a wonderful feeling. 
rather than being on a road going, oh gosh, oh no, I've got all these people around me, oh no. <laughs> it, it, it's so much nicer, for me anyway. That's why I like doing them, and I, and I will never do another road race again. <laughs> you heard that here. I will not do another road race ever again. But I support everyone who does, and I'll be out there cheering for you, and we'll still talk about them because I've done lots and lots. I've done hundreds of road races. So they are in part of my history and part of my being a runner. I got my, I have my two medals I'm <laughs> very proud of, but I had to defer my 50 miler next month. Unfortunately, I really, really wanted to do the 50 miler and the Headlands 100. I was really looking forward to it and it was a, really, a difficult decision, but there's no point being out there for, for 50 miles in pain because I don't, I, I wouldn't be able to finish it and it wouldn't do me any good. So in the next section, I'm going to talk to you about what's going on with me and I hope you stay tuned. If you think about it, our lives are kind of like running. They're filled with movement and they we don't really stop. Everything keeps going. Maybe at a slower pace. Well, okay, it's close to my pace of running, but I'm slow. But most for most people, it's a slower pace than they're running. So life is movement like running is. So if you look at it that way, you understand that our running changes over our years. It's not going to stay the same. I'm not going to be the same runner that I was when I started at 24. Uh, obviously. <laughs> you could say, well, yeah, no kidding. But we don't think of it that way. So when we grow older and and we can't do the same things that we did before, it kind of hits us. Or at least it does me. I don't think of it that way. I mean, <laughs> mentally, emotionally, I'm not an old person. <laughs> I don't think of myself as that way. But my body sure does, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, I haven't been always that nice to to my body. I have been kind of abusive to it. I've partied way too hard in my earlier days, and I haven't been that nice to it as far as that stuff goes. I haven't always watched what I ate and exercised the way I should, yeah, running has been mostly a constant in my life. There have been a few years where I didn't really do it as active as much as I wanted to, although I always liked it. And even if I didn't do it, I, I did it once in a while. And when I was in my 20s and 30s, I could go off and run five miles without even trying. I would go off and do that even if I hadn't run for two or three months. I could just go run five miles, no big deal. But now... <laughs> It, it's a big deal. So things do change. And so when I these problems with my hip and quad came up this year, it kind of hit me as a surprise, I guess. I wasn't expecting it. Of course, we never do, right? So I, I decided to write down just a few different stages in our running that we might have, just kind of a casual stages. You know, we start out when you start out running, it's a honeymoon phase where everything is great and we love it. It's hard, but boy, this is great. Every time you go out, you you hit you get something new. You hit a new goalpost. Oh wow! I actually I ran a mile without stopping tonight, or this is my fastest mile, or I did two miles tonight, or I ran my first five k. Everything is just new and fun and discovery, and you're realizing things that you never could do before. And it's it's wonderful. It's it's this great stage of, of wonderfulness, and everything is great. 
And then around, I would say, three or four months, then when your body realizes she's not or he's not going to stop doing this, are they? <laughs> your body parts start saying, I don't know about this. And then if you don't do things right, if maybe you, you start too fast, you run too much and don't do enough strength training, you don't eat right or anything like that, you don't have the right shoes, you don't have the right pace, you don't have the right cadence, all this fun stuff. All these little little niggles as they come up, these these little pre-injury feelings come up, and that's where, that's around what I call the challenging stage, where you might have injuries or you might have these little aches and pains that you never felt before. So that's kind of like a little bit dangerous stage and you might get injured or you might feel like you are, you might not, it might not be fun anymore and you might quit. A lot of people stop running around six months because it starts to hurt. You know, at first it was really fun, but now it's like not fun anymore. And it's really painful because maybe they did something wrong. Maybe they never got their feet fitted for the right shoes. Maybe they took two large steps when they're running. San Francisco is filled with young people, and most people here are young, I think. When I go on the Embarcadero to run, I see all these people running, these young people, and they run wrong. My gosh, their their steps are so wrong, and the way they do things are wrong, and I'm just wondering how long they're going to be running. Like this one girl, I saw her, she was taking like these leaps, like... You know, like she was like a ballerina making these giant leaps across the stage. It's like, why are you running like that? Good gracious. You're not going to be running long unless you get your cadence up a bit and your steps shortened. So I just want to tell her to stop the leaping. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> but it happens. Unless you hire a coach or watch video, some good videos, and there are some really good ones. I'll include some links in the website, how to make steps or you read something. How do you know? You just go out and do it and you don't know if you're doing it right. So I suggest to anyone starting to, to look at some videos and to start properly. It's really important that people start out right. So that's my suggestion. Okay. Then when you get through the challenging stage, you learn that, oh, I'm t my steps are too, too long. My cadence is too short. I need to make my cadence higher. And cadence should be, is cadence is how many steps you take in a minute. Cadence is always best when it's around 170, 180. So if you have like a 150, I mean, unless you're like, it really depends on your height too. If you're like, you know, a six foot five guy, your cadence is going to be different from me. I'm five foot four. But... The nor average normal person should have around 170 to 180. So take small steps, smaller steps. Larger steps lead to injury because that's not a natural, that's not a natural gait for a runner. And I'm only talking road, road here. Trail is entirely different, but small steps also help in trail too. But when you're running on the road, once you find your cadence and once you find that, oh, this works out great and these shoes are perfect and I've got my breathing down and everything feels good. That's the settling in phase. Everything seems natural. You're you're not building up too quickly. You're getting used to things. And you actually think to yourself, well, I might be able to run a half marathon. And this is after like six months. And I really don't like people who just start running to say, I'm going to run a marathon in six months. 
after they just start. I'm really against that. So if you're one of those people, yeah, no. I really, really don't like that. Yeah, you can, it can be done, and you might be okay, and maybe you might not. But the point of running is not to rush into things. Running is a lifelong sport. It's a lifelong love affair. And why hurry it? I mean, it's like people who just meet, and then a month later they're married. It might work out. But is it something you want to do that way? I, I don't know. Maybe. I wouldn't, but if you want to do it, okay. The settling in phase can last for years. Settling in, you've got your thing down, you've got your, you've got your timing down, you've got your steps down, your cadence, you're just doing it. But then, okay, all right. So you say to yourself, okay, I've done a bunch of halves. Now I want to push it to a marathon. So you want to push through. And that's called the pushing through phase. Push through to the next level. So you want to take it up to the marathon. And that means you got to run more, maybe do more strength training. You've got to eat differently because you don't want to gain 20 pounds, right? Because that's not going to help your running. So you've got to change things up. So you've got to push through to the next level. And the next level is where, and this pushing through is a really danger zone because you can get injured if you don't do it properly. So you've got to make sure you can do it right. And I don't recommend that anyone start running for a marathon if they don't if they can't run 10 miles comfortably. And okay, if you want to run walk whatever, you can do that. I I don't really talk about that much here. Not really my thing, but if you want to run walk that's fine, but you got to be able to do 10 miles. If you can't do 10 miles of that, don't even think about doing a marathon until you can. And really have a good year of running under your base before you think about a marathon. That's my opinion. I'm not, like I said, do you want to marry somebody if you just met them last month? That's the question. <laughs> if you just started running and you want to run a marathon, it's pretty much the same as saying, I want to marry someone I just met last month. Put it in those terms. All right. So you push through the pushing through phase. So you push through and that, like I said, that's where a lot of injuries happen. You can get IT band. Your glutes are not strong enough, or if you're doing too much too fast, and you can get knee pain that way too. So you've got to be really careful. So you just got to take it, take it slow. Give yourself enough time. The thing is, if you rush it too much, you're going to pay for it. There are those individuals who won't. They nat- can naturally do things. My last last week's guest, Ken Michael, he can do. Uh, unearthly things <laughs> that most of us can't. But you have to figure that out for yourself. Are, are, can you do things without getting injured? Or are you one of us mortals who will probably get injured if you're not smart? All right, so you got through the pushing through. You've done your marathons. Maybe you've done a couple ultras. You're getting a little older. As you get older, you get into the adapting phase. The adapting is... A lot of the older runners can keep going, but most older runners realize they have to slow down a little bit. They can go, a lot of them can go longer, but as long as they go slow. My great friend Michael, he can go long. As long as he goes slow, he can do it. So he doesn't have a problem with that. He just keeps keeps going, and he always says that as long as he's running away from his mother-in-law, it's okay. That's his joke. But he does all right. A lot of other runners realize that they have to cut back their their mileage. They can't do the long runs anymore. They can still run. They just have to cut back their mileage. 
you have to figure out what stage are you on. There's a honeymoon, challenging, settling in, pushing through, and adapting phases. And I really think those those fit what a runner goes through during their running lifetime. And even if you started running, you're an older person, you just started running a couple of years ago, you can still go through these phases because you'll still have the honeymoon phase. <laughs> That's always the most fun, I think. Just starting, you've never done this before, and wow, this is really cool. Now... Once you get to the adapting phase, that's the hardest. And <laughs> that's what I'm having the hard time with. But it's really hard <laughs> accepting that I'm OLD. Okay. Now I know what my mom went through when she when she got up here. Now I really understand it. So <laughs> so mom, if you're listening up there, I I, I get it. I <laughs> finally. <laughs> oh gosh. I've had problems with my hip and my quad and I finally went to the orthopedist yesterday after work I had my x-rays done last week and I went to see this great orthopedist he's young he knows all about sports medicine it's at a sports medicine clinic all with orthopedists and they do lots of um, athletes in the Bay Area he does, he's really good so I trust him he showed me the x-rays, and I do have arthritis in my hips. As a matter of fact, there's extra bone growth, which is what really arthritis is partially. And he showed it to me, and he said, yes, the quad pain is from your arthritis. So, yay. But all is not lost. I can get a cortisone shot, and that should last a good long time as long as I don't overdo it. Overdoing it means I probably won't be doing any – I probably won't ever run that 100-miler. I'm going to still run and I'm going to learn how to run, how to adapt and run more safely and better for me. They have physical therapists that can work with me who will help me with my running gait and my running form and will help me run better and to get my hip more better into it. That didn't sound right, but anyway. <laughs> so I was pretty devastated last night, but I'm over it and I'm ready to go forward and to get this done and moving because I don't want to stop. I will cut back my running to three days a week and I will add in cross training. I'll get some swimming in. I used to be a pretty good swimmer in high school centuries ago and I'll get back into lifting because I love lifting and I think that's really healthy and good. He also said, thank him for this, bless him, that yoga would be bad because it moves my hip in ways that it's not used to moving with all that with all the extra bone growth that would not be a good thing so I said yay because I hate yoga so <laughs> it's a dirty little secret for me so that's what I need to do and that's my future I'm probably not going to be running any races and I do plan on running the turkey trail trot that I run every year that's only five miles and there's a big race on New Year's Eve that I want to run and I might even if I end up walking the th whole thing, I'm going to do it. So I do plan on doing that one. Other than that, that's probably the rest of my year. I'm going to volunteer at the Head Headlands 100, and I do plan on recording some interviews in there. Maybe. We'll see. So things are going to be happening. I've got some great shows coming up, and I hope you stay tuned. It wasn't the best news I wanted to hear. It wasn't the greatest news, but... 
it's life. So we have to learn to live with it and do our best and adapt, right? It's part of the adapting phase. All right. So you keep running. If you can, tie up your shoelaces, keep moving, keep doing whatever you can do. Visit the website at MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. Send me emails. And I did get a couple emails this week about ideas for upcoming shows. And I really thank you so much for that, Christina. I really appreciate it. And I am going to take you up on that. And we're going to get an expert on running techniques in the near future. So thank you. So if you want to send me your ideas for upcoming shows or your comments or anything about any of the shows, you can email me at MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmail.com. If you would like to buy me a cup of coffee, there is a button of that on the website. It's it's ko-fi. Please, just take a couple bucks. You can send that to me and buy me a cup of coffee. Until next week, I hope you have a great week, and let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run. 